this is really important, Kyle, because I, I really think when we talk flexibility, people are only thinking in terms of their time, but there's so much more to it than that. Is the thought of being imperfect keeping you from taking action? Welcome to Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. Each week, we give you real-life stories and thought-provoking research that inspires your soul to live a more fulfilled life through your own actions. From the heart of Calgary, Canada, here are your hosts, award-winning coaches, Christopher Lawrence and Kyle Kalou. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting week of Inspired inspired Actions for Imperfect Humans. One day, I swear, Christopher, I will get that right. Trust me when I say I will get that right. Now, he's looking at me with his judgmental face, shaking his head side to side as he does. And he does very well, actually, uh, probably too well, in fact. Before we get started, before we get started, I can't even get a word in no, it. Why, no, let me no, tell you something. Before we get started, do you know started. why I do? Because you, you say, trust me. Girl, there's so many reasons why I cannot trust you. You have Let's, trust issues. Anyway, can we make before, that? We, before we get started, <laughs> folks, we've been asking, we're getting so close to our download total. Um, so I know if you, the best way you can support our podcast is if you no, we're not, share, girl. subscribe, we're getting close. I'm not saying that it's, it's there, but Don't it's we need close. like another 7,000 or something. We're getting there, folks. And I, I believe that you could help us get there. So like and subscribe, share a podcast. If you heard something that really resonated with you, I am sure someone else out there, it will resonate with as well. Because you never know who needs to hear the message. That's all I'm saying. So share, like, and subscribe because this allows us to get this information going. And then Christopher gets a real sense of purpose that what he says really matters, okay? Because um, what? What I like about what we do what with this wrong podcast, with you? Oh my God. what I like, what I like about this podcast is just our ability to be flexible, right? Because look at the topic and someone brought this to me the other day, the range of subjects and topics and items and things that we discuss on this thing really shows flexibility. It's not rigid where we're like, no, we're only going to talk about here, or we're not trying to be masters of many either, but we really talk about what we know, what we experience, what we work with our clients on. And you and I are, you know, um, readers and, you know, we, we do listen to different things. We share a predilection for ongoing knowledge and learning. And when we learn that, we always want to share that. And I think that's what I like about, you know, the flexibility of our knowledge and how we want to share and how do we get people in front of that. So I'm hoping we can specifically talk about flexibility and flexibility specifically in the workplace. What does it actually look like? You know, is there, who, and again, I, I think about who should be flexible. Should it be the employees? Should it be the leaders? Should it be a combination of both? Should it be individual? What's your take on flexibility in the workplace? Well, Kyle, I think, I think flexibility is probably the right word. I think, uh, you know, there's also this whole thing that care is the new currency, and I don't disagree with that either. I think, the, mm. I think the big thing with all of it is that there has to be an understanding that flexibility is defined differently by people. So I have seen organizations do these broad sweeping brushstroke mm. kind of policies, um, which I understand you got to make it fair and consistent and right because then you can manage it um you know to try and address something only leaving everybody dissatisfied because they piecemealed something together rather than 
you know, one of the big oil and gas companies here in Calgary, probably they were way ahead of their time. They moved to a four day work week every second week. Oh, um, okay. And you didn't have to put extra hours in mm. or whatever prior. And um, so it was a true day off, not just adjusted hours, but they, um, the, the uh, like half of the people in it were like, they were, they were so ticked off because it affected their vacation outcomes that, and so it was like, it wasn't that it was a bad thing. It was just that there wasn't an understanding of, of what, you know, there wasn't good change management there. It was wasn't well say, communicated yeah. and, yeah. and what people actually wanted wasn't like, that was a percentage that wanted that, but not the mm -hmm. whole organization. And so I think, you know, your workplace won't be the same for everyone, but you, you need to clearly define what these things are. And I think that we underestimate the value of looking at individual currency. Mm. Like if I no. have an employee whose individual currency requires me to be flexible from the right. perspective of being more forthcoming with compliments, that's okay. still flexibility mm -hmm. in that leader's, you know, for that leader. And so it's like, you'll get the best from that employee. Whereas maybe the other person wants a more hybrid or work from home option. Right. Like Which, when we talk know, flexibility with... these days, we always think it's about time. Yeah. It's not and always about time. That's a big part of it, but it's not always about time. Right. With everything that's going back, you know, with mandates being lifted, depending on where you are, a lot of things are, are going back to, you know, what, you know, I don't know if it's a going, if the word, the right word is going back, but I think there's some people are going back to work. Some people might have some flexibility, different things. Now, Christopher, you said this a couple of times, and I'm not sure if we defined it just in the context of this conversation, this thing about flexibility being a currency. So, and you kind of alluded to it when it said it's not just about time. So what exactly is that when you talk about flexibility um, as yeah, a I new think, currency or a I currency? Think, I think that there's a couple of different ways of looking at it. I think, I think there's, you know, every, everyone looks at it as time, but I would look at it in, a, in several different ways. So currency is what we find value in. That's what we're saying here. So what mm -hmm. it's what people find value in. So, so like having a degree is a form of currency, right? right. In, a, in our world, because degrees are highly valued, rightly or wrongly, right? Mm -hmm. Individual um, and organization, right? That's right. So, so, so there's a few things. Typically, when we're talking flexibility these days, we're talking behavioral flexibility flexibility like okay. so work, so a workplace flexibility so this would be like looking at um you know a hybrid work environment or mm -hmm. do we lack flexibility right there's some organizations in calgary where we are no surprise um that that are saying no everyone is back to work on march 1st no hybrid work environment period you're all back in the office uh, no masks, no whatever. And it's just like, I just don't think that that's going to go well, especially during labor shortages. Uh, yeah. You say you're not going to have a hybrid workforce, and I'm going to mm. say good luck because I don't think that you'll be able to hire people uh, or you're going to have to, inc it's not, a, it's not known for being a well-paying organization, although they could be, um, right, right. but, but I expect that, that uh, they will have to change something, especially for their office worker. So that's behavioral flexibility where we're looking at, mm -hmm. at the behaviors of, of people kind of where they work, how they work. Mm -hmm. Another kind of flexibility that I was kind of alluding to before is what we call um, uh, cognitive fle flexibility. So it's about our leadership and our team members thinking differently, right? Asking ourselves, can we assess a problem in a different way? Am I in my, like, am I saying no to this thing? So on our podcast last week, we talked about this manager that you had who said, mm -hmm. who said, 
if I say yes to you, I have to say yes to everybody. And it's like, well, if it's what everybody wants and, and the impact to the organization is minimal, or maybe it's even a positive impact, totally. then why shouldn't it be yes? And what if I'm the only one asking? So then why can't I have it? So like, what if nobody else wants it? So, so, so cognitive, cognitive flexibility allows us to, to kind of think more flexibly, including team members. Like I think sometimes team members, and I, you know, I can speak for myself with this uh, in my history where, where it's like, you kind of get on your high horse about what you believe is right, but you're not actually looking at what's driving an organizational direction. So cognitive flexibility is the other one. And th I think this is really important, Kyle, because I, I really think when we talk flexibility, people are only thinking in terms of their time, but there's so much more to it than that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then the third one is emotional flexibility. So, so this is actually about developing emotional quotient, right? And actually becoming, and this is, this is not, this is not garbage science here. There was a meta-analysis done on thousands and thousands of and thousands of studies about emotion and emotional intelligence and this and that, yeah, um, yeah. both in corporations, outside of corporations, we need to become more emotionally flexible or emotionally granular, right? So emotional mm -hmm. granularity is when you have labels for your emotions and you can speak to them. You can say, mm, this makes me feel morose or despondent, mm -hmm. or this makes right. me feel elated, right? Mm -hmm. Being able to do that helps us connect with other human beings. Mm -hmm. And it creates a little bit of a situation where now we're deconstructing the hierarchy in our mind and we're seeing each other as humans. When some of these leaders are like, they have to see me up here as stoic and this yeah. and that and flawless yeah. and mistake free. But actually um, what you end up doing is losing trust and disconnecting from your people. So their performance yeah. is poorer when you don't have emotional flexibility. So emotional flexibility and on the flip side, there are some people who are hyper emotional in the workplace. I worked with a woman who it's just like, she's like, she just said, you know, I just need to process and cry and I, I just need my 20 minutes and then I'm good. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, that's not appropriate in every team meeting. Mm -hmm. That's not appropriate. That's selfish. That's a codependency. So if you need to do that, I have no problem with it, but go find a phone booth. Right. If you need to talk, then we can talk. But if that's your process, you cannot hijack. That's you're you're hijacking and uh, people emotionally right. every team meeting. That's not appropriate. So, mm -hmm. I, and I'm like Mister Emotional. So, totally. so, so for me to say that. So I think that it's important for people to focus on three forms of flexibility: behavioral flexibility, which would include. Uh, time or even bonus or 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 salary structure or whatever cognitive flexibility and emotional flexibility you asked me a really simple question and i went on a tangent there because <laughs> clearly this is something no, I, I give a shit about it, totally but i think a lot of people i think default to time right when someone says to be flexible for the most part the other thing too to recognize is that you know there's there is that flow between what's potentially happen to someone either mentally emotionally right or just based on their their time because sometimes that rigidness doesn't allow for growth right you know and you sometimes i i use this expression i know sometimes you have a different you know um reaction of feelings with it but i use it quite often with my families and friends and stuff like that when it comes to break bread you know there was a day that we that's how we cut bread we broke bread you know what i mean and somewhere we're along the line someone came and said do you know you can slice this and you can get like more slices from this bread and da, 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 da. and i could see back in that time some people were resistant to it 
some people weren't as flexible with that because they're just like, why are you going to change it? We've been breaking bread all day. Like why now you have to introduce something new. And we see that in relationships. We see that in relationships, uh, intimate relationships, relationship with colleagues, you know, your peers, your leaders, that sometimes we just want that flexibility to say, could we think about this differently? Could we recognize that I may have a different emotional response to this change? I agree with you. I think that there's, you know, when I look at places where people might get stuck, where people might get stuck is like where there's an organizational driver for a certain reason, Mm -hmm. but, but the people in the organization aren't aware of that driver. And it seems unkind or unhuman for us to say that maybe it's about money or it's about the bonus for the CEO or whatever. And, and it wouldn't be an appropriate thing to do necessarily because you'll lose loyalty. But the truth is, is that we all know that that's what's happening. And so from my perspective, it's like, well, let's focus on the targets. Let's focus on the targets and like, make sure that the whole organization looks good. So I think leadership in order to have flexibility, they actually need like amongst their teams, they actually need to be having more honest uh, conversations and transparency where where it's not going to lead to something that's litigious or, or liable, right? Absolutely. And, and I think that's a big part of it because then we can start thinking flexibly around around what's actually driving this, right? So it's like, if this is the driver, if it's a bottom line driver, then that's the conversation we should have. On the flip side, I think that employees can do a better job of recognizing that your bias is not your truth. And so it's like, start asking yourself the question, what might be driving this? Like, like if, if John, the leader is so rigid and blah, 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 have you asked John, the leader, you know, it's like this, this seems like it's a very fixed way of thinking and it sounds important to you. Help me understand why there's no flexibility in this, right. Or help me understand what, what we can do to make this flexible or what's at risk if we are flexible. Right. right. And it, I, I remember sort of cut you off there because I just remember a story. No, you're not I sorry. We, I know we, you're not sorry. We do, <laughs> we do well sharing these stories. I remember with I was working with another senior leader and he was very clear that he wanted certain things happened. Now, I knew that it couldn't happen. I just knew that it, it actually is something that we just can't do. I know the team. I know how my team felt about this particular initiative. And I just know like it's just going against what we do. But you know what? They were adamant about it. And I said, you know what? Let me just be flexible. Let me find a way to make it work, right? Not my plan A, but let me find a way to make it work, right? I'm not sure if you're talking to me. I see your lips moving, moving, but I'm not sure. Sorry. If you're actually well, what was the? Uh, I was taking a sip of my coffee, and so I muted my mic and forgot okay. to mute it. But well, what uh, what was the initiative specifically yeah. that they wanted? Yeah. So the initiative was they did not want to, when I was in tourism, they did not want to cut up a shift, right? They didn't want it to be flexible for one group, but okay for the other group, right? Now we knew that was going to cause more of a burden in the operation around, well, if you're going to do for one and not be able to do for this other, I could see how these two are going to be against each other because they're going to feel a way that we're putting it out there, that we're causing them to be at fight at odds with each other, mm-hmm. even though we're the one who's making these decisions, putting them in a situation like that. So anyway, I said, fine. He was, Kyle, just, just, can you just go with it? Can you just find a way to make it work and I said okay 
I shared my viewpoint on it. I shared how I don't think it's going to work. But I went back to the team. I said, guys, listen. And they looked at me and they knew that wasn't my initiative, even though I was selling it like, hey, guys, we need to try this. They knew I knew enough about them to know this situation is not going to go over well. And I said to them, I said, regardless of where this is coming from, could we find a way to be flexible to see how we can make it work? Because if it doesn't work like we think it's not going to work, then we'll have actual data, reasoning, situations that we can actually cite instead of we don't think it's going to work. We have a feeling it's not going to work. We kind of half-assed it last, you know, four or five years ago. I'm just saying, if we're really going to do this, I want us to really do it. I don't want you to do it half-assed thinking I'm going to do it because someone else wants me to do it, but I know it's going to work. Like, let's truly find. And so I started to ask them, Christopher, I said, if this was going to work, how best could we position it? Which therefore allowed us to shift that mindset and go to a place where we could say, okay, yeah. if it was going to work, we would do that. That helped me. And it actually helps them because sometimes when you're doing something that, you know, requires flexibility, but you're not flexible in it, that can feel very tedious and probably very difficult to get through. I think 100% of our workplace problems come from having a fixed mindset and lacking communication. Yeah. I think when you look at your own mindset and how it's contributing to a difficult situation, and then you go effectively communicate, I think that's when change happens, effective change happens. Excellent. So what would some of the things that you would like to suggest for those folks who want to take an inspired action this week around recognizing those three areas of flexibility? Yeah. What are some things that you think they could I think start? the first thing is when you think about flexibility, stop talking about it as a term. We, we tend to boil everything down to like a single, you know, flexibility is the new currency. Uh, great. What's your social justice message then, right? Like, like stop doing that instead, or don't stop, keep doing it. But, but whatever you do, get really specific about what's important to you. And by the way, you don't need to rally your team um, into this. Like, you know, you don't need to rally your teammates to agree yeah. with you. It doesn't matter if it's important to you, yeah. it's important to you and that's all that matters. So you're when you're thinking that. about flexibility, I want you to think about cognitive, behavioral and emotional flexibility. And I want you to sit down and identify where is it that you would like flexibility and be specific? Where in your behavior or time? Where in your emotion? Where in your thinking, right? Where do you get in your own way? And where could you use some support from your teammates, your leadership, your organization, your family? And where can you maybe offer some of that support? Oftentimes, Kyle, our problems are solved if we just think about them differently. Yeah. And sometimes uh, it requires a letting go. Sometimes we've got to mm -hmm. let go of something that's super important to us. Yeah, that reminds me of an Einstein quote, and I believe it's something around the along the lines of, you know, you cannot solve a problem at the same way of thinking when you created it. You know what That's I mean? That's right. And so something has to shift in that moment. Yeah, agreed. And again, there's a, ni a nice little meme, but, but what does it mean for the problem that you, our listener, are working with right now? What does that quote mean to you? What thinking are you using? Sometimes this is where you have to go find a coach, uh, you know, to help you think differently, to stretch your cognitive flexibility a little bit here. Absolutely. Folks, is that it for us today, Kyle? 
this is it for us. And what, and I would say how, you know, you need to do what Christopher just said and suggested around that cognitive behavioral, as well as emotional is when you find that you're constantly hitting a wall, you're constantly hitting a roadblock where you're like, I thought this was going to work and it's not gonna work. I thought this would, and you you feel like you're really forcing it. That is the moment where you have to say, okay, let me slow this down and take stock at my cognitive flexibility, my behavioral flexibility, as well as my emotional flexibility. We'll see you next week. Take care. It's our goal to build a global community of inspired action takers. And we can only do that with your help. So if you love inspired action, please leave a review on your favorite podcasting app and share us on your socials. You've heard from us. Now we want to hear from you. Go to inspiredactionpodcast.ca and tell us what is the inspired action you took this week. Next week on Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. Most workers, listen to this, being 92% think they have strong emotional intelligence, but fewer than 74% believe that their bosses do.